0: Okay, before you sit, we just pray in the spirit one more time again. And the reason why we pray in the Holy Ghost is that we are bringing edification to our spirit, man. We're aligning our minds on the things of the heavens, of the spirit. And as we pray in the spirit, my I am and I am. The Lord begins to quicken you, to quicken you to hear with understanding. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you. That you have given me the tongue of a disciple to speak a word in season to strengthen him or her who is weary, oh God. Today we pray, let your word be rich. Let your word be sharp. Let your word be be like a two-edged sword, Father. Let your word, Father, God, penetrate any area of darkness in our lives and let there be light. understanding. Peace and even clarity, Lord, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Amen. 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 So last week we got to twenty percent of the words. Today, by God's grace, we'll get to our hundreds. I'm gonna um continue where I left quick brief recap does anybody remember what I spoke about last week the kingdom okay anything else hi hello church still in the heavens anyone remember any, any key takeaway from last week say again say. Yes, the priest, yeah, in the courts. Yes, that's good. Are oh, you looking at your notes? God yeah. damn, you know, looking at your notes. Quink, quink, quink. Anything else, priest? Wow, the silence is deadly in this room. That's right. And how does that relate to us now in this modern-day age? Yes. That's good. That's good. That's good. Anyone else? Yes, Bim? Yeah. Awesome. 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 So, essentially, guys, we, we spoke about Exodus chapter 19 where. Israel has been taken out of bondage, um, been brought to the promised land, um, and God's first words, to, he speaks to them as a people group, is that he wants to tell them that they are now a nation. Remember, there are 12 different tribes, 12 different families, but now they're one nation. Not only are they one nation, they're a holy nation, they're also a kingdom of priests. Bear in mind, that combination is foreign. Most kings, well not most kings, all kings are not priests and priests are most definitely not kings. Priests had the uh, responsibility to go before God on the behalf of people to offer sacrifices for sin and kings were people that had rulership over a domain of land. Everyone following me here, yeah? So when God says now that he has made us a kingdom of priests First of all, that kingdom of priests is unto God. So we're not really focusing about us trying to take over some sort of land. Um, God in his kindness says he wants us to share in his likeness because God is also a king and a high priest. You guys follow me here, yeah? So so the first thing that God did is that he said that I'm going to make you like me. Which is why I said that without identity of knowing who you are in God, you can't flourish. You're not walking according to your original Designs. Everyone following me here? Yeah? So, I want to touch on priest a bit more today because I believe as we've spent the last hour and a bit, we've been worshipping and praying, and I think it's good for us to have understanding what is happening um, in the spirit and on the earth when we are praying and worshipping. Is that okay, church? So, as priests, you don't have to go like halfway through the slides, man of God. Um, as priests offer sacrifices, our sacrifices are prayers. Amen? Jesus Christ has done the sacrifice for us once and for all. So we don't have to kill no animals for God to forgive us. And we operate in something called prayer or something called intercession. Everyone following me here, yeah? So when priests offer sacrifices, normally they're supposed to burn it. And when they burn the sacrifices, um, it leaves an aroma up to God. Amen? um, There's a smell, there's an incense that rises before God. Okay, so when God calls us priests in the new covenant, he said that when we pray, every time we pray, we're letting off some sort of aroma or incense before the throne of God. Amen? Revelations chapter 8, from 3 to 5. So this morning we were praying, hallelujah. And as we were praying this morning, this is what was happening in heaven. Everyone know where heaven is, right, yeah? Amen. Another angel, so there's angels in this room right now, guys. Amen. Who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. Just lay say, altar. He was given much incense to offer. So when we pray, there are angels that are carrying your prayers before the altar of God. Does that make sense guys? Uh, And when you say, with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne, the smoke of the incense together with the prayers of God's people went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and did what, guys? Held it on the earth. And look what happens. So, so, so this is what's happening in the one two, in the second or you know, third heaven. So the three heavens, guys, yeah. There's the atmosphere. Amen second heavens, not really sure where that really is in space, so if it's the spirit realm. And then there's the heavens of heavens where God's throne is. Everyone following me here, yeah? So when he says that he filled it with fire and held it on the earth, when, it, when it's describing there were pearls of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake, it's demonstrating the practicality of what was happening spiritually. Everyone following me here, yeah? So there's various scriptures in like Joel chapter 2, or even the book of Acts, when they used to pray, you you know you read the scripture, it goes, ah, and they prayed, and the room shook, and then they were full of the spirit. That's what's happening, guys. You guys follow me here, yeah? So when we are praying, guys, something is happening. I don't know about you, but I need to be encouraged that I'm handing my shandri I'm not just feeling good. Something is happening. Remember, the disciples were praying, not for one day, for 10 days. Not knowing when the appointed time was for the answered prayers, when God came like tongues on fire, the room shook, they were full of the Spirit, and they spoke with other tongues. You got 20 here, yeah? So, something is happening when you are praying. Keep praying. Now, another scripture, Revelation chapter 5, 8 to 10. I after i with this, we're just going to pray one more time. We're going to practice the scripture. Hmm. Hallelujah, Jesus. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. Next one. And they sang a new song. With these words, you are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God. From every tribe and language and people and nation and you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God and they will reign on the earth. The, the interesting thing here, guys, is that, go to verse 8. In chapter 4, um, Apostle John sees an open door in heaven. hears God's voice say, says, come up. I want to show you some things that are yet to take place. I want to show you the future. Um, he comes before the throne of God. He witnesses you know, all these angels worshipping, 24 elders, all these beautiful things. Um, and then something happens where there needs to be um, a sacrifice being made for the completion of God's promise in regards to our salvation. And he's like, well, like, what's happening? Who's gonna take the scroll like? And there was nobody in heaven that was worthy to take the, the scroll. So the person who took the scroll, his name is Jesus, amen. And, and their response, to God finishing his work. Their response to the gospel was work. And as they worship, God remembered the prayer. If you see A and T's pattern when we do our thing on Sunday, we have times of what, guys? Worship. Amen? And then sometimes we go into a time of what? Prayer. Sometimes, even when my wife is talking about pray again. Before you pray again, can I exhort you to worship? Can I exhort you that sometimes you need to just get your mind on him before you start praying what's in your heart? I'm making sense to you guys here. Huh? Sometimes the, 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 the pattern is that we have to remember that before our problems, the greatest problem was ever solved. The salvation of ourselves. Amen? And Satan's greatest Deception is to make you feel like your life isn't worth something when Jesus Christ gave his life to ransom you guys. What does he do? I think for this time I prayed. You know, issues and cares of this life are designed to rob your attention of God. This is why you have to worship and worship everybody. If you don't, you lose it much. If you don't, it won't be too long before you say this God thing doesn't work. If not, the questions that Satan has to you become more appealing and truthful because you're seeing it from one lens and not another perspective. You guys follow me here, yeah? So the order is that you must worship, which should be a response. And then after that worship and response, God remembers prayers. And after God remembers prayers, we go to the next verse, one of God. They now sing a new song. I'm going to change that word, new song, that then God does a new thing. If there was a season for worship and prayer, it is now church. I don't know how it's going to happen. I I don't have that inside. But I do have a principle and a pattern. And if there's a time where if any of us are going to be honest in this room, that, you know, we're being tempted not to worship and pray, it's now. Hello? Right? Hello, church. You know, that? yeah, amen. Hallelujah. I love how The new song is not necessarily focused on, you know, the answer, God answering the prayers, but the greatest prayer that anyone could pray, which is, Lord, save my soul. It goes back to what I call the gospel, which is what this thing is all about. Because of the gospel, God has made us kingdoms of priests. And this knowledge of kingdom of priests has to be backed with a knowledge of knowing that the greatest thing, the greatest miracle, the, the greatest act that God could ever do has already been done. This now builds our confidence that whatever is happening before me is minuscule to what has already been done, guys. Are you guys following me here, yeah? I'm trying to minimize the problems we're facing inside of the greatest problem that course have solved. This book, Revelation, as deep as it is, is all centered around what Jesus did. And I've realized that life, when influenced by darkness, is designed for us to forget. Or just to focus on what doesn't really hold eternal weight. This church heard me this morning. You know, I, I I was at a freedom on Friday. The person that passed, he was 26 years old. It was suddenly. 26 years old, Ghanaian guy, had hundreds of people wouldn't there, they? white, black, Asians, and the things they had to say about him, you would have thought he was 60 guys. The guy had accomplished so much, and you know, if drinking wasn't designed to make you sober, amen. You just leave there thinking, well, wherever you're facing, it's not that deep. But it left me asking myself questions about life, and about choices, and about I life. God forbid that, oh, hallelujah, you could pass anytime soon, we don't, we don't want that, amen? Uh, AJ must bury me, not that way around, hallelujah. <laughs> what will they say? What impact? I'm going to say this because Jesus died but he rose again. Uh, and he ever lives on to make decisions for souls. And I was just thinking, that, that death hit me hard because I just thought, wow, like all these guys are here, all different tribes and tongues and nations are all here to hear what this guy did, and this guy was a lover of Jesus, praise the Lord. And, and it, it just inspired me that, look guys, when we're here for 50, 60, 100, there's something more to you just having a life that makes you feel like you've done something but having a life that was so spent that many people could speak of what you want. You guys following me here? Huh? Right now all of us are testimonies of who? Christ. We're witnesses of who? Christ. We're preaching not our message, his message, Christ. So it's something that your life counts. And I'm trying to, I'm going to the death area, because I want us to be a bit more sober. The Bible says in 1 Peter, verse seven, the end of all things are near, therefore be sober that you may be disciplined in your prayers. What's he saying here? He's saying look, 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 you have to be praying things now in light of eternity. Some of our prayers are short-sighted. And when I say short-sighted, we're praying things that seeking the kingdom of God will already cover. There are some other prayers that are beyond your realm of influence or your realm of needs that God wants to bring into your realm of influence that are much bigger than you. You're a big deal to God. You're a kingdom of priests, and He says that you should reign on the earth. Last week I spoke about reign on the earth. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean that you need to be the number one top dog. It just means that whatever sphere of influence God has given to you, you're doing your job, A.K.A. fulfilling your assignment. I'm excited to see you guys today here. Yeah? Another interesting thing here, I want to bring a bit more home back to A&T, is that the kingdom by nature, God orders it, so that the creativity that he desires can manifest. The interesting thing here is that, if you go back to the scripture, is that the Bible is very certain and deliberate on making us know that the people that were singing and who they were singing about it wasn't as one person, it was every tribe, tongue, language, and nation. And I, I, I want to really encourage us in A&T. Yesterday we had school of prayer. It was amazing, isn't it, guys? He was there yesterday? Phenomenal. If you weren't there, you missed out. <laughs> missed out. Big time, isn't it, guys? Come on back to me, fam. You missed out. And one thing we, we, um, we talked about, you know, and we highlight that sometimes is... Um, it's Easy for us to not feel like we're doing something when we're comparing ourselves to somebody else when they pray, right? And one thing I want to really encourage ANT today is that all of you are unique and all of you have a facet of God that we need. How do you say, I need you? How do you say, We need you? Now, the way that Emmanuel, Tosan, Shola, Jana, Faith, Alex, The way you guys reach full potential is not even about how excellent and well you are as an individual. It looks like what you look like in unity together. Because if it's about you, then it's vanity. But when it's one, two, three, four, five, there's a much greater, wider expression. So I've got a phrase here that I wanna announce to you guys. Next slide, my board. Next one. Oneness births creativity. When Tosan is able to host as he does and brings up Iman to perform spoken word and then Alex sings a song, there's something that them two all together births that we haven't seen before. And so that oneness is it's birthed, it's manifesting creativity, which is the picture and the beauty of God. But then the diversity of them widens its expression. What I'm going to is that you were made to be different. guys. And I need some of you in this room to hear me in context to, to glory in your differences. Because some of you, your prayers are short-sighted because you're, you're trying to pray to be like somebody else. And your life is frustrating because you are you and and I am me. Hallelujah. The first place we see this is that in the beginning when God created, we see that God the Father said, let there be light. Two different people but one person at the same time. Hallelujah. And then there was light. Verse 2 speaks about the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. So this being called God is one person, but it has it's one being. So it has three persons, and all of them have to work together for us to see what is invisible, visible. You guys, me? So if God has to work in unity, how much more ant? You guys, we me? So this should influence our prayers. This should influence our conversations. This should influence our perspective. You know, there's a story about some of the disciples, you know, they kind of got the picture that, rah, like, Jesus is that guy. And then one of their moms was like, look, man, you need to make sure that my son is on this side and on that side. Because, you know, Israel was always about who gets all the glory. God help us. Amen? But we're all honest, everyone wants their child to be the best, amen? AJ is the best child in the world, hallelujah, amen? You know what I'm saying? And I'm not joking, hallelujah. <laughs> and did you have to respond to them with a new mindset? He's like, look, fam, you know, first of all, it's not unto me to give those things, up to the father. But second of all, those who serve shall be the greatest amongst you. He wanted to renew her mindset that the glory you want your son to have isn't that when they see me, he's at my right hand, is that they see me in how he says one another. I want to remind you guys from our new saying that we say every single Sunday. What was it it again? Somebody tell me. Mmm. Wow! Give rise to phone. Wow! What's up, your Hey, It's working. Rather than letting perspectives and conversations, and even maybe your prayers, subconsciously being about being the greatest, how about we figure out our uniqueness and ask ourselves: the gift He gives me, God. How can I use this to serve somebody else? Some of you, the joy you're looking for in, 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 in your career, in your life, in your whatever, is how you can use what you have to serve. You guys, follow me here. When God gave gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, he said that the gift was for the common good of others. Gifted people became vain, glorious people when the gift comes about the glory they get for themselves. I, I was studying um, at the Kobe, Uh, Who's it again now. MJ, all the people that we call great. They've all got a particular trait. They didn't watch nobody. Kobe didn't watch nobody. If anything, Kobe was demanded better from you. Everyone that's Kobe's teammate will tell you that that guy put you on pressure. He will talk you into becoming a better person. That was his style. Not everyone liked it, but it is what it is. Amen? But I find it interesting that their, their focus wasn't even that... I'm going to be the goal. Their focus was that I'm going to be the best that I can be. So they had a culture, Emmanuel, for everything. food mental, and every single thing you think about your life, they had a culture. And I realized that, 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 that greatness is not some vain pursuit of us trying to be seen. It's this master yourself of what you've been given. Now if we can just focus on ourselves, if we can take the Bible to the logger of your own eye, hallelujah, rather than fix on the speck in your brother's eye. There, there, there may be some progress in your life. I'm talking to somebody today. Are you guys following me here? You know, because the, the only thing that, you know, I think our eyes have that, that make us, that make them any progress that they have eyes to see what everyone else is doing, but God wants your eyes to be fixed on him. And that's the training that God brings you in consecration is that like he shifts your focus your gaze from to Him. You guys watching me here, yeah? Hello church. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't sleep on me, I'm already done. So, this kingdom of priests, Ant, has been called to be diverse, been called to be creative, been called to be a house of different expressions have been called to be a people of prayer who are growing in wisdom and in stature, discovering calling, discovering gifts, getting hungry for God to do something more in their community, getting hungry for their family to be saved, getting hungry to see England saved again. Amen? I thought I'd get some amens in the building. Now, with everything that I said, which is God's will, which is what I call godly ambition, you know, we want to be a people who are ambitious for God, to please him, amen. Before we get to what we do for him, remember last week I mentioned about our first call cause to be with him, yeah? Okay, let's go to Genesis 24, 9 to 11. We're still talking about priests. Says here, You there? Right there? Okay. We read it out. Then Moses and Aaron, mm, yeah, I can't pronounce the name, Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel went up and they saw the face of the God of Israel. And they were under his feet, as it were, a pavement of Sapphire stone, and like the very heaven for clearness. And God did not lay his hand on the chief men of the people of Israel, and they behold God, and ate, and drank. Is there an NLT version there as well? Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Ahibi and the 70 elders of Israel climbed up the mountain, and there they saw the God of Israel, and under his feet there seemed to be a surface of brilliant blue lapis lazuli, I don't know what that is, but. <laughs> as clear as the sky itself. And though these nobles of Israel gazed upon God, he did not destroy them. In fact, they ate a covenant meal, eating and drinking in his presence. Eating! Eating! And drinking in his presence. I'm going to come back to this thing. Let's go to Hebrews 7, 1-4. Remember guys, you're kings and priests. Amen? We're going somewhere. Now, when God made Israel a nation, he assigned a particular tribe called the Levites to be the only tribe that were allowed to be priests. Yeah? And um, this is after Israel like kind of disobeyed God and did a badness, he definitely put certain things in place. Because his first goal was all of them to be a kingdom of priests. Everyone following me here, yeah? So up until that time until Jesus came, the only priests that were allowed to operate were the were the tribe of Levites. So the course it's called them um, the Levitical Order, I believe. Now, when Jesus came, Jesus had to be a high priest because to be a high priest, you need to be able to become a sacrifice for sins, and Jesus Christ was our sacrifice for sins, yeah, amen, but Jesus was not under the order of the Levitical order, he was under the order of a man called, forgive me as I butcher his name, hallelujah, what she said, hallelujah, I'm trying, now, this man, we don't know where he came from, and we don't know where he went. But the Bible says that he was a king of Salem and a priest of God the Most High. He met Abraham, returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. This is the first time we see tithe in the Bible. And then it explains to us, first the name, hallelujah, means king of righteousness. Then also, King of Salem means King of Peace. And you know, Jesus Christ is the King of Peace, Prince of Peace, now King of Peace. Amen? Without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, resembling the Son of God, Jesus, who remains a priest forever. Okay. So, this guy was a king and a priest. Amen? Next part. Genesis 4, 18 to 19. So this, this, this is what happens in detail in Genesis chapter 4. Then Melchizedek, wow, God, hallelujah. Shatter, <laughs> King of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God, the most high. And he blessed him, he blessed A&T and said, Blessed be A&T of the most high God, possessors of heaven and earth. Guys, the first thing the king, who was also a priest, brought out bread and wine. The first guitar I gave to you guys was episode 24, where the elders encountered God. And the first thing that they were doing was what, guys? Eating and drinking in God's presence. So everything I've been preaching about, in regards to your calling and your gift, and the kingdom and whatever, starts at this place called communion. God said that we should do this in remembrance of him. We should do what, guys? Take the bread and the wine, which is just symbolizing us eating his flesh and drinking his blood. You, you know, there's a, there's a story in John, God says that unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you can have no part of it. The Bible then says in Hebrews that there are people that can taste and see, but those people can have the possibility to fall away. But nobody that comes to this place of intimacy of God, where they eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. What's he doing? He's telling us that, guys, there is dimensions to this thing called intimacy. And one of the chief or, or, or the chief purpose of a, of a priest, guys, is that God wants you to commune with him. If you to access 24 for me, please. When these people are writing the Bible, yeah, they're trying to paint a picture for you. Look, he seems, before they tell us what they were doing, he has to remind us that these guys saw God and God didn't touch them. You know, these guys had a, a view of God, that when God spoke, he was just this guy that was going to slay them. Like, his voice was like thunder. But somehow, these guys saw him. And there wasn't fair to us that. They didn't say, oh no, don't speak to us. It was they beheld him and they ate and drank with him. If you're there on Wednesday, they, they, they saw Jesus and they chose to abide in him and God abided with them. I want to remind A&T that the foundation upon anything great God will do in your life must be this place called communion. Everything that we teach If it doesn't come out of a place called intimacy, it's possible to do something for God and God not to recognize it. Remember on Wednesday, I said that, if you don't abide in me and I in you, you can do what? Nothing. There are many people doing stuff, but that stuff they're doing, God doesn't credit it to them because to them, to him, it didn't come out of intimacy, it came out of their own ambition. You are telling me here, now this is what I call God shepherding, loving and caring. He wants us to be intimate, you know, I get the example about when me and Piers were intimate, AJ came, AJ couldn't have just come from one part of us. It required two, partnership, communion, for someone as beautiful as AJ to appear on the earth. And anything that you want to do. That's beautiful, hallelujah, and fruitful. It has to be born out of an intimacy with God. Many will say on that day, I prophesied in your name. I cast out devils. I even raised the debt. He would sin. Depart from me. I never knew you. We did not have intimacy. You are workers of iniquity. The place from which you worked from was not union, intimacy with me. Are you guys following me her? Huh? So, before anything guys, remember everything I'm saying? When I'm talking about worship and prayer now, I'm trying to give you the practicalities on how do I abide in God? Worship. And the beauty of worship is that the Bible says that before we even pray, God already knows in You know what I think about when I think about that scripture, Emmanuel? It's like if I choose to seek first the kingdom, and I focus myself on what God needs for me and His people, there are things that are in my heart that you know I'm thinking about, that I'm pondering about, that I'm you know from honest you know concerned and worried about, that God takes care of before I even ask. I'm trying to put your prayer life to somewhere else where you don't just come with a list, guys anymore. We're coming to pray to see God. And God's like, let's eat. Let's come in. Oh, God is so powerful. Those things you're thinking about, he would already give you the word in that place of communion before you even ask him. Did everyone hear me today? I'm trying to make prayer look, you know, saucy again. Amen. I'm going to say the other S word, but it saucy again. Amen. <laughs> I'm trying to make Prayer, what the Bible said it should be, communion with God. I'm trying to renew your mind to a prayer, of not being a chore. You know, guys, we get to speak with the Father, creator of heaven and earth. Is there anything too hard for him to do? I mean, think about it, guys. He created this whole planet and it's still here. It's still here. Stars are still here. Sun, Jupiter, Venus, whatever else they even find and discover it was always there. Spoken. God didn't even work it into existence. He spoke it into existence. So whatever it is that you're facing, is there anything to for him? That's how you've got to view these things. When they when the folks are talking about creator of heaven, it's trying to remind you who you're talking to, guys. You're not talking to a being that's up there. You're talking to a being who holds the whole world in his hands. Nations are like a drop of water in a bucket to God. You are following me here. I want to magnify your view of Him. So when you pray to Him, you pray with understanding. And whatever it is that it is that you are going through, God, who is eternal and not in time, has already taken care of it. And it takes faith to live like that. But then faith is the divine persuasion that God is who He says he is. So Abraham can die believing because he's really seen it in eternity. But he's really seen God. In God is all things. I can die and pass it on to Jacob. I'm sorry, Isaac. Isaac can die and pass it on to Jacob. And then Jacob can become the promise that God promised me 400 years You guys follow me here, yeah? So some things are beyond us, but the reality is that God has called us to behold him. So I want us to, to our feet quickly. And if it's a prayer that I just want us to pray today, it's, it, "Lord, give me eyes to behold you in the beauty of your holiness. Lord. Make that which you require of me spiritually attractive again. The Bible says beauty of holiness. So if we're honest, sometimes church spiritual things seem dull. And they're dull because we're looking at it from a carnal, fleshy perspective. And what communion does to your spirit my guy, is that it causes a diet which is carnal and to be a lot more sensitive to that which is spiritual. God wants to open some eyes in this room today for you guys to see things beyond what it is. God wants to open some eyes in this room today for you to behold the beauty of the glory of the Lord. God wants to captivate some hearts today. You know, the cure to lust is the beauty of holiness, guys. Let's just be honest, lust is very attractive, but there's something even more attractive in that moment of realness, the presence of God. So today we're saying, Lord, give me eyes to behold you in the beauty of your holiness. Make that which seems dull to me attractive again. Lord, praying seems long. Help me, Father, to speak to you. Lord, my, my, my motive and my energy to worship is gone. Lord, rekindle the fire of my heart. Lord, my hope is deferred. I need you to restore or, or even remind me of what you said to me, Lord. Lord, open my eyes that I may behold you. Lord, open my eyes that I might see the glory of God. Lord, Lord, open my eyes, Father, that I may see that you are longing for me, yearning for me, desiring me. Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes, Lord. Open, open, open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes, Lord. My eyes, Lord. Oh, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, wherever idols are blocking I'm making blur our visions of God. Would you tear down these idols in the name of Jesus, Father. Lord, I speak to every idol even in our hearts of God. Lord, would you pull down idols of God. Things that we have given more reverence to your name, Father. Things that we have thought about more than you, God. Things that we have exalted, even our prayer points that have become idealistic. Our desires, Lord, we're praying for a renewed perspective. We're praying that through this prayer of repentance, oh God, that there is a resisting of our minds, oh God. A renewing of how we see what you say, Father. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lord, tear down those idols that are conforming us to another image, Father. Yes, 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 yes. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Father, we pray an exposure from the light of your word to every pattern of this world that we are following, oh God. Father, we're decreeing right now, come on church, pray. Ask God to expose to you, is there any patterns that I'm following that is not of the kingdom? Lord, let there be a removal. Let there be a removal. Let there be a removal. removal. You were created in the image and likeness of God. You are to follow the pattern who is also called God. The word Father is pattern. He is the original pattern. And today we're decreeing, Father, that our prayers will be fixated on our Father, the original pattern that we follow. Ah, yes, God. Would you renew us to an order of discipleship in this house oh God? the word of the lord decrees that you should follow me ah uh, and i will make you uh, fishes of men father even now god through this prayer of repentance we are renewing our covenant to follow you father yeah some of you here uh, need to rededicate your life back to christ no oh, yeah about so some of you here, I speak as a shepherd. You, you need to try God again. Oh, Soto Baba kaya. Oh masoto kaya. Hallelujah. Oh God. Rekindle our zeal for your presence. Rekindle. Our zeal for the matters of your kingdom. Rekindle our zeal for the advancement and the building of your house, O oh God. Yes Father. yes, Father. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Just hold the hands of your neighbor. Father, I pray that through this prayer of repentance, oh God, that Lord, we are having a new perspective of one another, oh God. I'm praying that the fulfillment of the Lord, which is to love one another as yourself, would you cement that on our hearts and on our minds, oh God. Even now, we go ahead of time and we speak to every scheme of the evil one, to bring about division, oh O God. God, your word agrees, that a kingdom divided cannot stand, O Father. Lord, I pray we understand from that scripture alone that if the enemy has a strategy to stop a new thing London, to stop the kingdom of God, it is to divide it. And today, as we hold hands as a symbol of unity, O oh God, I pray, bind us together, in the unity of the spirit and in the bond of peace. I place a new hunger, a new eagerness in this house. An eagerness to maintain this unity and to maintain this peace. There are folks we haven't seen today, our question should be, how are you before where are you? Today I pray, Father, make us others conscious to stay, oh Father. Help us to follow the pattern of Christ. He said that we should think about others before ourselves. Oh God. Bring A&T to a place where our faith in you is so robust, oh God, that as we look to serve the needs of others, we know that our needs are being taken care of. God. Yeah, Father, we decree this now. And I decree for that through this unity, God, create something beautiful out of this house, oh God, that will touch the streets of soldiers, oh God, the streets of East London, oh God, that will touch this nation, oh God. God, shift the prayer point of this house. Make us nation-orientated, Father God. You put us in this place for a reason, oh God. Let there be a hunger for souls that will rise in this temple in the name of Jesus, God begin to release inventions and, and creativity and, and, and creative ideas of God on how we can advance the kingdom of God yeah. through the salvation of souls, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Awaken this house to the unique assignment, oh God. And where you have called us to use the works of our hands, the fruit of our lives, to be a blessing to this nation, oh God. Out of the belly of a new thing, London, shall flow rivers and these rivers shall flow over the streets of London. And wherever these rivers shall flow, there shall be life. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Since so we're in the mode of prayer, is it okay that we pray for our two birthday boys in the building, guys? If we can just welcome Tosan and welcome Damala to the fun.